Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck, a Medallia Company, and the Success League. StrikeDeck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage their customer relationships. The StrikeDeck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. We also offer a certification program for CSMs and coaching for customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Paul Piatta, the Senior Director of Customer Success for Reciprocity. We'll be talking about ways that customer success can share customer feedback with the rest of the organization and the positive impact that that can have on the company. Paul, I'm really excited about our topic today, so welcome to the show. Happy to join. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? How did your career lead you into this field of customer success? Yeah, so like many CSMs started as a, in sales. Um, when I was young, I got into the sales field and started really with my own business when I when I was young. And at that time, it was selling cell phones. And I realized the importance of having a recurring revenue model and building customer relationships and being able to do that back in those days you got a residual from doing the cell phone. So the more you built the relationship, the more you would sell, and then you would get money on top of it. And, and that led into my career early on, account management, then SaaS became a, a real thing. And then that led into just building and building customer success. And a, a lot of my methodology and my mission statement were developed from those early learnings. Yeah, I came in from sales too. And um, I think it's interesting. I have a lot of friends who came in kind of more from the um, professional services side of things. And I think it's interesting to get the different perspectives from people that have come in in different ways. So um, that's exciting. Tell me a little bit more about reciprocity. What is the company's solution and how do you have your customer success team structured? Yeah, so reciprocity is in the emphasis space. We focus on governance, risk, and compliance. So we work with large companies to really understand all the different regulations that are coming down from, um, you know, from the governments, frankly. And then mm -hmm. you know, you can imagine in the old days that was all done when you were auditing. You would have to share information via spreadsheets or however you would do yeah. it. You know, really, it becomes how are you interacting with your counterparts in your business to get something accomplished, frankly. And so that's what our product does is it, it brings people closer together to, to solve the solution of audits of risk and compliance and really allows them to then share the information up the, um, to their management to kind of understand, you know, what's being accomplished, how it's being accomplished and how it affects the organization as a whole. Okay. And then how, how do you have your CS team set up? So we are structured. We're a very high touch model uh, CS team. Okay. Um, in 2020, we are focusing on automation more, but the automation really is to build in um, into uh, into that model. When I came aboard, our CSMs 
were really focused on doing just everything where the CSMs would do onboarding. They would do kind of support and then they would do renewal. Of course, they whatever happens when that happens, you focus on the bookends, right? You usually focus on onboarding and renewal and there's nothing in between. So when I came aboard, I believe in segmenting, right? So we've built an onboarding team and that onboarding team has been able to drive down time to value from, it was like 270 days. We're down below 30 now. Um, then the CSMs really focus on engagement where, where if my, my methodology is if you build it, they will come. So if you go in and drive adoption, upsells, renewals will happen. Then we broke out our renewals team and we had a separate, and we broke out a support team. So now we have four teams that report up to me um, really to focus on, you know, driving value to the customer um, from the day they enter to the, uh -huh. you know, to as long as they stay. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully a real long time. Yeah. That's our goal. <laughs> yeah. So as you and I were preparing for this podcast, we started talking about customer feedback and some of the interesting feedback loops that you've built at Reciprocity and also in other roles that you've had. At a high level, can you tell me why you think customer feedback is so critical? Yeah, it, it, I mentioned earlier, my mission statement to summarize it is to understand and deliver an ROI to my internal and external customers. And I really think yeah. the feedback loop really does that, right? So by communicating what your customers, be it and when it, be it you know automated feedback or be it internal feedback from your CSMs through other mechanisms, your customers will talk to you, they'll explain, you can drive value from that. But more importantly, your internal customers also have this desire to talk to your customer and done right. And what we've seen what I've seen as a result is all your internal teams, want to be closer to the customer. And it's a win-win for everybody, right? Because closer we can get as an organization and drive to the single value of driving adoption, the more the customer is going to adopt and the more they're going to renew and the happier they're going to be. So I think that when someone says customer feedback, many people's heads go straight to NPS, but customer feedback takes a lot of different forms. Can, can you describe the various forms that you think feedback can take or should take? Yeah, so it does take a lot of forms. And I'll, I'll stay straight off that I'm not a big opponent of the score NPS. I think the, the value comes in the, the feedback overall. Now, the score is a good yeah. metric, but it's not you know the end-all be-all. And then right. you're, you're absolutely right. And everybody always goes to survey. You know, that's what they think when right. they think feedback. <laughs> and feedback yeah. comes in so many forms and functions, right? It comes from a cab, a customer advisory board. It comes in from the cadence with your CSMs do. And I'll double tap on that in a moment. Yeah. And then and then it comes in from automated feedback and sharing of, you know, what you get through surveys or questionnaires. And, you know, it's funny because you know, I, I, when you look at feedback as a whole and how you drive it as a whole is so important. I remember early on in my career, and, and I won't mention the company, but a company I worked for, I had a CS, uh, a CS leader, or actually it was the CEO, walk up to me and say, what do you do? What does customer success do? And feedback done right, you'll never have anybody ever ask you that question because they automatically understand the importance of the various forms. Mm -hmm. And the forms really are conversations, automated feedback loops, questionnaires, and then sharing, you know, notes and then action plans from whatever the results that you hear, both action plans for success and action plans for risk, right? All of that is a continuous mm -hmm. feedback loop. And of course, the traditional customer advisory board and areas like that. So a wide variety of feedback the yeah. CS has to participate in. Yeah, I think it's important. So as we go into the rest of this conversation, 
if you're in the audience and you're listening, think big yeah. in terms of customer feedback, because that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the interview. Um, so I wanted to ask about tools, yeah. though, um, before we go into the meat of this. What are some of the tools that are out there to help customer success teams collect feedback? And what are, what are you guys using at Reciprocity? So there's a variety of tools and there's a lot of different avenues. And I have some tools that I've used in my toolkit for quite a while, right? So one of the ones I've used at many of the different companies for automated feedback and questionnaires and doing the traditional, you know, surveys that we think mm -hmm. of is a, is, a, is a product called Topbox by the Waypoint Group. Excellent product, okay. um, very consultative group. It really helped me automate and build that piece. For the okay. voice communication, which I feel is probably the most important one in a CS team, we use Gong. And there's a couple other competitors out there. But we literally record our calls and share them throughout the organization. So much so that like our almost every engineer on our team, every product person has a license in the Gong so they can listen to customer calls. And then, That's great. Yeah, it is really good. And the nice thing is you can tag areas of the calls that are really important. So... Okay. The feedback importance there is, you know, you can imagine if you've ever, and I'm sure we've all played the telephone game where you, know, you say to yeah. something to somebody and so forth. <laughs> what you can do then is take the screenshot and take the communication and show them what the customer's experiencing in real time. And, you know, I said it earlier, engineering in our earlier conversation, engineering and product yeah. want to be close to the customer. They fundamentally do. And I know... In yeah. CS, that's I hear it repeatedly. Well, how do we get our people closer? It's just believe me, they want to, they just don't know how to. And sharing uh -huh. the voice communications, it makes it so much more effective. So that we use Gong for our internal conversations, and of course, for our written and okay. our risk plans, and a lot of the things we do around traditional CS, we use Strike Deck is our our. Um, Okay. product of choice to share our notes and to share our action plans, our risk management plans and opportunities. So, so if people are thinking about this broadly, it's basically um, some sort of survey feedback tool, some sort of listening tool, um, and then some sort of CS platform. Yeah, that's the three. That's really the only three tools. And of course, Salesforce to tie it all together. Um, but that's really the three main tools we use. We do use intercom in areas like that as well. That ties into our survey program. Um, but most of the communications come from those three. Okay, great. I want to talk about some of the other teams inside of the company that really can benefit from customer feedback. Um, so let's start with the marketing team. How does customer feedback help them? Well, you know, so... I would back to my mission statement, right? So you have to understand the ROI to them. And marketing's main sole purpose is really to market the company and drive revenue and and drive a, you know adoption. Hopefully, is a, you know another one of those key goals. So they need to understand both what the value is from the customers, and they need to understand feedback from the customers. Of course, if you're a younger company, it's going to be more about driving revenue. So they need to be able to test different communications on the customer. Um, so their value is how do you get them close to the customer to drive that feedback, to understand the feedback so they can experiment with their marketing materials. As your business matures, they're going to be more focused on how do we market this? How do we get case studies? How do we get feedback so we can start to develop our website, develop you know further our marketing efforts and make sure that our target marketing is more effective and under really understand the market base. So as we become more competitive and we want to gain market share, we can start to use the right voice and leverage our customer base, right? So now you have, if they can start leveraging the customer base in marketing, now they have something that can compound their efforts, right? So now I can take 
a customer and not have to do it in writing. I could take a customer and use their voice and then also get leads. It's free revenue, right? Their marketing is always looking for way to ways to drive revenue that's less costly. And customers are a great way to do that. So there's a wide variety of avenues for marketing to really value from customer success. And I think it depends on where your customer, your maturity level of your organization. Yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing that I see um, marketing teams that are really sharp doing with customer feedback is informing their segmentation. So they're mm-hmm. really kind of using it to think about, you know, like they sort of in the beginning of a company kind of take some good educated guesses at the, you know, personas that they're selling to you. And, you know, and you have to kind of refine that over time and, you know, your segmentation should never be static. And so I think this can help really inform that too. Yeah. It's a good way for them to test too, right? So when we did Mm -hmm. our segmentation, I went to marketing and said, how do you segment? And they had already kind of determined the way we were segmenting early on, but they're like, hey, we want to test some of the verticals. How do we do that? We're like, hey, you know, here's some customer calls to listen to. Let's set up some calls with these CISOs, this, you know, chief uh, information security officers that you could speak yeah. to to really understand their needs. And they're like, really, you could do that? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Here's their <laughs> calls. You'll understand what they're about. That way, when you have a call, you already have kind of a game up. You know what their personality is yeah. like. You know the kind of questions. And we literally, that's how we entered some of the verticals we did is we had those communications and our marketing team loved us for it. That's great. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be back with the rest of the interview in a minute. Today, I'd like to talk about one type of consulting engagement we offer at the Success League. Customer success deep dives last between three days and two weeks and are focused on helping companies plan a customer success program tailored to their organization. Common deep dive topics include metrics and goals, hiring and compensation, customer journey mapping, and segmentation. Each deep dive session includes concrete deliverables like business models and annual plans that you can quickly put to use. If you need help with planning for 2019, a deep dive engagement is a great way to kickstart your efforts. Visit the consulting page on our website, thesuccessleague.io, for more information. I also want to mention StrikeDeck's new Customer 360 template. This free download is the best way to figure out if you're ready for a customer success tool. It is an automated spreadsheet that will help you keep track of all your current customers, generating an individual health score for each one. Quick reports can be easily developed through the analytics tab and tasks can be tracked on the task manager. If you're looking for a quick, simple to use, yet robust solution for your CS needs, StrikeDeck's Customer 360 template is the tool for you. Download your copy today at strikedeck.com. And now back to our interview. So Paul, tell me about how customer feedback benefits sales teams. So sales is probably the people we align with the most in in customer success and the feedback. Um, And I really, because of my background, I really am tightly there. So a lot of times it's, you know, what kind of challenges are customers having so they can keep upping their game in the way they're talking to customers. So what's going on in the market that maybe they don't know about? And with each one of these, I'm talking a lot from a CS standpoint to sales. Remember, I'm not talking about, it is a two-way street, right? So we get a lot back from our conversations with them. So it is a true ROI back and forth. Um, so in sales, we can learn, you know, is a customer, what challenges are they having selling? And are they selling to the right people? And how do they sell? Um, other challenges are, you know, just helping mm-hmm. them build the references so they can close deals faster. There's nothing to speed up a sale 
um, then yeah. to, you'll bring in the right customer and at the right time to, as a reference that could help get them in there. I think another feedback that a lot of people miss out on is with that close alignment is bringing the CS person in the sales cycle if they need it, right? It just as long as, you know, you can yeah. do that. But the voice of the customer adds so much more to training, to speeding up the sales cycle, which is something every sales team member is once a how do they speed up their cycle is, you know, be able to drop names of a reference and use key points and wins and yeah. wins and how customers are winning in your tool, right? How are they getting value, which is our key ROI right. is, you know, if I can drop four or five ROI mini stories is something we track and be able to give those mini stories to a sales guy to put in their toolbox, guy, girl, to say, hey, this is how we sell. And this is the ROI our customers are seeing from. It adds a lot of credibility when you can say, hey, we have 10 customers that do this and this is how they do it. And, you know, it's, you become yeah. from a sales guy to more of a consultant closing a sale, which speeds up the sales cycle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's a huge benefit. Um Having come from sales, like all those stories are so powerful and they're much more interesting for a customer to listen to than just the list of benefits that you bring to the table. You know, if you can really bring out like what a specific customer has done and how they did it and the results that they saw, that's so powerful. And you want as many of those as you can have, I think, in sales. Yeah, we literally share the conversations that we have with them, right? Yeah. And, and it's so they hear it from the customer's words. And so they, then it becomes even more valuable. Yeah, that's great. Um, product teams are kind of an obvious consumer of customer feedback. And you mentioned them earlier. But I'd really like to understand from your perspective how that feedback should be formatted to best benefit a product team. Yeah, so this comes in many forms, and this is really where the power of the automation and surveying your customers from. It's one of the early things I start whenever I join a company. It's one of the first things I do, and, and largely because I, it's just it adds a, a quantitative way to go through and show that you've made a difference with your customers, right? The, the traditional scores. Um, mm -hmm. Really, what they you know what that does is add some data. We ask a lot of questions, but it also helps your product teams. Align, are they working on the right things? Are they focused on the right things? And, and continuously keep that feedback loop going. Um, so obviously surveys, I think, are, are the easiest one there where you can nail it quickly and really set up a good program that's continuously running and they can continuously get feedback from it. The second part is, you know, they kind of have some a lot of the same questions that, that um, engineering does is how do we get closer to the customer? And like our, our my product team is wonderful. Like they'll like, they have like a mandate. They have to be on customer calls a certain amount every quarter, right? So they want to join our calls. So a lot of times they can't because of just hours. And if you have offshore teams, it becomes even harder. Um, being able to share that feedback and hear it from the customer and understand what they're doing is a lot different than seeding in a survey. So it's a combo of both, right? Is the surveys give you quantitative, quantitative metrics to say, okay, we're head, what we're doing is doing the right thing. But the phone calls allow you to really deeply understand why or what they can do to get value out of it, right? So it's a combo of both, right? Quantifying and then mm -hmm. understanding is really coming from when the CS team driving those communications into your product team and really leveraging them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that kind of leads into the next question, um, which is that there's a team that gets forgotten yeah. with feedback. And I think it's the engineering team. Um, it, they, I mean, they need to hear the feedback. I think sometimes 
certain individuals may come across like they don't want to hear the feedback. But um, but I think they actually often like to hear the feedback. How do they? How do you see them benefiting? And what have you done to kind of engage the engineering team? This is actually a lesson I've learned more at Reciprocity than any other company. And, and then largely this is due to just my CEO just being who he is. He's very metric driven. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's yeah. kind of an engineer himself, right, in many ways. Okay. Um, and so we manage our engineering by business value points. So they're very concerned that what okay. they're developing is developing – um, is really driving to what I want to say is driving to value, right? It's because everything is built on the customer's value. I'm amazed. And, and I've, so I've broadened out my outreach to other engineers and just started talking to them because I'm, you know, being in CS so long, I have a lot of engineering friends. And they're all like, yes, this is like the biggest thing we want to do is we want to make sure we're coding all day, heads down, like we're supposed to. But we don't know if we're coding is really being used. And if it isn't being used, we want to understand why so we could do it better, right? So they build it, but they right. never get to see their house built because we're in SAS and it's a house right. is always being built. Yeah. And uh, so as they look at that, they want to hear from customers. They want to know about them. They want to see the measurements coming in from the feedback programs. That way they know all their effort is being is not going you know down the drain, so to speak. Right. Yeah, they yeah. want. I'm amazed how close engineers at their heart really want to understand what they do. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. But it's amazing uh-huh. that when you really start to put it in practice, the demand I get from like every one of our engineers has a Gong license, and every one of uh, like 90% of them over that look at our continuously feedback. I want to know what they could do differently to really deliver value, and. Yeah. I, yeah. I, again, I this is a learning lesson for me over the last year, year and a half that I I don't know if it's new, but my engineering people I'm talking to say, no, this isn't new for us. It's, we just never had an avenue to do it. And the avenue is there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I, I learned about engineering teams that sort of surprised me and I, I learned it when I got into senior leadership is that engineers because of what they do and and how they're compensated are often really tied into the success of the Mm -hmm. company. And so they really care about the company's overall success and and that drives them. And getting feedback, I think, is so powerful for them because it helps them to understand, you know, how the company will be performing based on what they're doing. And that really matters to them. And so... Yeah, it's a big One driver. One of the results I'm seeing from it is, like, I have engineers now asking to go on site with us to go see customers, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, we have these calls scheduled. Can you make it on site? And they're like, yeah, we'll we'll arrange our schedules. We'd love to come. And I think I That's think the, the, my ROI from that from my team is we add a lot of more credibility when we come on site with an engineer. You know, because they're they're the guys sure. building it. They're the guys that never come to a QBR or EBR, right? They're the but when you bring yeah. them, they're like, oh yeah, talk to me about what you're doing and how you're you know developing your programs around you know our our tool, and then you know the engineer sitting there taking notes and saying, okay, well we're this is what we're building, and I can see how it fits, and then it's like the customers bought in, then right? It's more than just the relationship mm-hmm. people. Now they're talking to the the actual guys that are like you know building things. Yeah. Well, and I think they have creative ideas about how how to build for use cases that a CS person wouldn't wouldn't know to think yeah. about, you know, um, and they so they add a lot of um, that to the discussion. Yeah. I and, yeah. 
Uh, as I say, Sorry, if ahead. you look at the overall how you drive, ultimately what we're both trying to do is drive advocacy. That's really what, and through adoption, and really yeah. how you drive adoption and advocacy from a customer is get them more involved with your organization. And that is probably the biggest benefit of entwining all these different teams around the customer's voice, be it phone, be it survey, be it mm-hmm. whatever, is you're, you're bringing them closer to the customer. And the inevitable winner is the customer, right? And that's my job. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, how does customer feedback drive ROI for the company and the customer success organization specifically? You've talked a yeah. lot about ROI, but how, how does how does that really drive that return on investment? So it's brought the teams closer together. When we go through, and I'm doing this right now because it is Q4, we're building out our OKRs. And what, one of the things that the feedback has done is we've aligned all our OKRs together as a team. And I, I really oh, absolutely love that, right? So we're all very focused on gross and net, uh, gross retention as a team. And as a result, net retention will grow. Um, but it's aligned our OKR. So our, our ROI as a team is really entwined with theirs. And more importantly, more entwined with the customer because it's all focused on adoption, right? So if you look at it, it truly does, it has been since I've started, really brought that voice across the entire company from the customer and really driven okay. towards an ROI that's going to benefit the customer, right? Because everybody's focused on, you know, how do we drive adoption? Therefore, we'll, you know, will increase growth and will affect net. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, okay, so let's say there's someone in the audience today who isn't doing a very good job of collecting customer feedback right now, but this has inspired them and they want to get started. You talked about a lot of different things. Where would you recommend that they get started, what would you tackle first? Hmm, that's a that's a tough question. I always start with an automated survey, but you know that can be tough okay. because bringing in a tool could be to do that. Um, I So fundamentally where I would start is what your CSMs do every day. They're on phone calls every day, okay. or you're getting feedback either through product or somewhere you know during the day that your CSMs have to engage with. I'd fundamentally start there because one, you can justify and show the ROI of your CS team early. So we used Gong to do that. And Gong is actually, you know, relatively reasonable. And you're set, most sales teams use it today or a form of it, um, you know, a form okay. of a voice feedback is an easy one because yeah, yeah. you can use listeners to share. So it's not like, you know, listeners have to pay to, to listen to the calls. Um, so that's a great one. You can leverage your sales team's tools to, to do it if your budget's low. I so yeah, I would look at that. Great. That's a great one to bring in early. That's less expensive and that works really well. And the feedback I've had from a lot of people, it's kind of creepy that we're listening to customers' calls. I what I would say <laughs> to that is get over it because the value in the ROI there is a lot higher. Um, the second oh, yeah. thing is I would build and work with your marketing team on some form of feedback program, right? Either own it in CS or share it with your marketing team and develop a cadence. I do my cadence around renewals and I can show in a definite impact of having a tool because it does increase your renewal rate. So I can justify, I can, and I'm happy to speak with anybody how to justify the ROI of having a survey tool. Um, That's another good place to start. I'd say either or just start, right? Start sharing that feedback. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and I I mean, start collecting the feedback um, however you can with whatever tool you've got. You know, if all you've got is Salesforce, Get your CSMs to, you know, log it in a format where you can report on it. And then you've got some data to share. So, uh, but you have to start, you know, with what you have and then 
build up, I think. I think everybody sort of looks at it and is like, oh, we have to put a whole program together. And it's like, no, just start with what you have and then build it up from there so that it doesn't feel too overwhelming. Yeah, I, I, you say that exactly right. It doesn't even have to be a program, right? You can do a survey once every six months. It's not that hard. It, it literally could mm-hmm. sit down and put it together a survey with just 10 <laughs> questions. And, you know, and there's, yeah. and they're all uh, good questions are available on the net from any one of the, the CS providers that you can do a quick survey, you know, with a, just, you know, split up your customer base on how you ever you'd want. And, and if you need something quick that you can get feedback from the drive, believe me, your company wants to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if you gave yourself, if you're a leader and you're in this situation, and if you gave yourself one, one new thing per quarter to roll out, if you think about that by the end of a year and a year goes by really quickly, you would have four places where you were gathering feedback that you weren't gathering them before and your company would benefit from it enormously. So I, I think you can just kind of do it incrementally and it really adds up pretty quick. Yeah. You know, I've, I, you know, when I'm talking through this and I talk like I built all these programs, I did not. I've assigned my directors and my leaders to help me with it. And, it, it, you know, they, they all worked hard, but they've all honestly, they, we look at it at the end of 19, they've all like, wow, we've come a long way and we've seen a lot of feedback and a lot of things we've done. And I gotta say, every one of them that my team down has participated in this. And that's why we've had some good success with it, right? And now they're reaping the benefits of having the feedback and everybody aligning. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, last question. We do this on all of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success and why? So the biggest trend that I see that's happening, and I get a lot of calls on this from a lot of, I think product vendors are starting to build towards it, is how do we quantify voice communication, right? So we, I mentioned Gong yeah. earlier. I mentioned all this. That's a good In one. a high-touch model, 90% of your CSMs are on the phone, Right. And if we, mm-hmm. it is, they get better with machine learning and areas like that. If we can start to understand customer inflections, manage words, much mm-hmm. like they're doing in sales now, manage and identify yeah. risk on what people are saying, not what's being said, right? So what is the underlying tone? Yeah. What words did you miss just from, you know, talking all day um, and start to say, hey, this customer mentioned a competitor four times in a call. They may be at risk, right? And then it's like, oh wow, I didn't catch that they did that. And yeah, they probably are. Or and that goes across the other organization, right? As your customer gets closer from feedback to the customer, they're gonna be talking to it. Other people will be talking to the customer. So if you can monitor all those conversations and start to pull that into some kind of plan, we're gonna get better at both mitigating risk and driving revenue. And I I just by the number of vendors I've talked to in this space over the last like three months, four months, I see it as a big trend. I've been seeing this as a trend since, you know, I saw it start happening in sales, but I think it's starting to come to customer success now because, you know, let's face it, we do our jobs right. There's more customers coming in and that's where the revenue for organizations can start coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's really an interesting point. And I, I think machine learning is so fascinating. (laughs) What what that can do is is really powerful. And I think we've only scratched the surface. So it'll be very exciting to see what comes out over the next few years, I think. Why I'm excited about that is it really does show the ROI of a CS team, right? It'd be a high or low touch model because it won't just be voice. It'll be written communication as well, right? So for you low touch people, all these feedback 
systems work just as well for low touch. A little different approach, yeah. but they still work. And I think this last one will also add value to that. What is your low touch? What's working? What's not? What kind of feedback? And how do we learn from it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Paul, thanks so much for bringing your expertise to the podcast today. I really love this conversation. I'm sure the audience found your ideas and perspective really helpful. Uh, this is such an important topic in our field. So thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, how would somebody get in touch with you if they wanted to reach out? So the easiest way is to reach out to me by my email, which is paulpiazza at gmail.com. Um, or alternatively, um, they can send you an email and you can forward it to me. Sounds good. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time.